e-cigarettes are contaminated with lung-damaging bacteria toxins, the type found in waste incineration plants. Just think about that for a second. To find out the skinny on exactly what this research discovered, Professor David Christiani, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, thank you. All right, so tell us what you learned about e-cigarettes. Um, so we've been interested in the constituents of e-cigarettes for some time because, um, as you probably, the, the listeners probably know, there's, there's no standard way of producing these things right now. There's a lot of variety of production methods and it's something that started as a cottage industry, really. So um, we were interested in what, well, what's actually in there since you're breathing it into one's body. Um, what are the chemical constituents? What are potential contaminants? Um, the, the obviously key ingredient to be delivered is nicotine, but as um, anyone who's used these probably know, there's a lot of other stuff in there, particularly flavorants. And um, and in this case, so we had looked at constituents in the past. We found flavorants contain some, sometimes a, a toxin known as a diacetyl, which is what's used in uh, but, uh, for synthetic butter in um, microwave popcorn, and the workers who worked with those got sick. This has been known for more than 10 years. Then we looked at chemical constituents in a paper last year, and we found solvents and a number of other industrial kind of chemicals probably used to extract nicotine and other production process issues. Then this round, because I had been doing some work in, for many years, uh, believe it or not, in, in a different setting in occupational exposures to textile dust and agricultural organic dust, um, those kinds of materials that are, come from agriculture, like um, cotton, hemp, uh, uh, grain, um, contain bacterial and fungi contaminants. These are naturally occurring contaminants, some of which can be harmful to the lung. So because this was a product that has some relationship to agriculture in the sense of um, the tobacco and nicotine, uh, the nicotine may be derived from tobacco, not synthesized, um, and um, some of the products have other things in there, such as wicks uh, uh, in the cartridges to soak the ingredients, and then, then they're vaped with, um, with heat. So I was interested to see if there was any contamination with these uh, bacterial and fungal um, con- uh, constituents that we see in the occupational setting, because we know that they're potentially harmful to the lung. So in this study, we actually analyzed the material. We analyzed liquid. Um, 37 different products, uh, 37 different um, units from 10 of the most popular products. Uh, and we did free-throwing liquid, that's just e-liquid, and we also looked at cartridges, which have a wick in there, mostly made of cotton. And in the case of bacterial endotoxin, that's a long name for something that's in the cell walls of bacteria <clears throat> that can become airborne, about 21% of the products had evidence of that and about 81% had evidence of uh, fungal-derived material known as glucans. Um, and so that's, so that's what our results were. So this now adds two more concerns, or in this case contaminants, to the relatively growing, long-growing list of, of constituents to these materials that might be harmful to the lung. When you found the uh, fungi, 81% uh, contained traces of glucan, that fungi in the cell wall, or the cell wall, uh, the fungi, you're taking this in, you're vaping, you're still breathing it in. What is that going to do to your lungs? So that's, that's the key question of the day. So we know from other settings where exposures admittedly are much higher, these are low levels of exposure. 
uh, and they're lower than they are in um, tobacco products like cigarettes. Um, so I want to make that clear up front. Uh, they're not higher, but the fact that they're present and in detectable concentrations, uh, it makes it still it makes me concerned because, um, as you know, probably people don't just take one puff. They may be vaping many, many puffs during the day, and what is a relatively low concentration of a harmful substance uh, cumulatively over time, days, weeks, months, years, can become problematic and actually cause lung uh, inflammation and um, obstruction to airflow, like the COPD picture. You bring up a really good point. Whenever I see somebody vaping, they vape, 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 vape. They're doing it habitually. They're, you know, constantly yeah. at it, whereas a yeah. cigarette has an end point. Like, you can smoke yeah. it to the filter, and then you're going to have to, you know, go through the mechanics of opening up the package, taking out yeah. another one, lighting it up. But with yeah. the vape, it's ready to go. And one of the most alarming yeah. things is the amount of kids that are starting to vape. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Uh, an accoutrement that they're walking around with. What yeah. What is alarming about your study is it did reveal something about those sweet flavors that kids yeah. are attracted to. Tell us a little bit about right. that. Well, the flavors are, are obviously there to attract uh, customers, and uh, some of the flavors are really aimed at um, teens or even younger. Um, uh, you know, things like watermelon and peach. I mean, it's it's hard to to re- not hard not to recognize these are directed at getting young folks to use them, and when they do, they get addicted to nicotine, which is the active component in there. So if the nicotine delivery system, which is what the industry calls it, but if the, the liquid plus the nicotine is either contaminated unintentionally or adulterated with flavorants, that, both of which can be harmful, um, then um, these young people are not only getting addicted to nicotine, they're getting um, increasing um, exposure to uh, basically industrial chemicals and, and uh, biological contaminants. It's good, and over time, it can damage the lungs. Uh, and potentially other organs as well. Yeah, so your kids that are walking around with those little e-vape sticks, uh, yeah. they could be endangering their lungs, you know, long-term with the, you know, when you're talking about toxins found in waste incineration yeah. plants. I mean, that's alarming. Yeah. It might be worth yeah. a, a very long conversation over the weekend uh, with your kid. Yeah. I want to just break it down. Agreed. If you were to have a takeaway here, and I know it's difficult to do this, for people mm-hmm. that are adults that are using these e-cigarettes mm-hmm. or vaping, what did you find was the least dangerous of the? There, you have established there's a danger um, uh-huh. in you know vaping and, and using these e-cigarettes, but what was the least offender? Uh, so I'm not sure we can it's, actually rank I, it that way. Okay. <laughs> a, so there are industrial chemicals and there are flavorants, some of which are quite toxic, not all of them. Uh, and there are these bacterial contaminants. The way I look at it is you're just now adding to the list so that um, I can't, I, I would say if you had a rank toxicity, it would be some flavorants that don't have uh, diacetyl in it. But that's, um, it's a loaded question because even if the, fl- the flavor in itself is not particularly toxic, it's there to attract a person, particularly young or adult, to use it and then get addicted to it. Yeah, and I guess I just put you on the spot and asked you for an endorsement, which is not what I was planning on doing and not what I meant by that. So what is the takeaway from all of this? Is the takeaway that we can't just assume that these e-cigarettes, although they seem to be less toxic than a cigarette, that they are actually safe, that we need to do more investigation into how potentially unsafe these are? 
Absolutely. That's the takeaway message. And caveat emptor, right? Buyer beware of what you're getting. And we definitely need more research into um, the uh, health effects of these products. Do not assume they're safe. You're absolutely right. Speaking of research, where do you go next? So uh, I, I think we, we have two um, branches here. One is more toxicologic where you're starting to use it cell systems that you can grow cells and get some um, kind of quick answers or kind of the responses of human cells in culture to some of these exposures. The other is people themselves. We actually did a pilot study that was published last year um, that can be, needs to be confirmed where we actually looked at passive smoke, people who do not vape, do not smoke, who are sitting nearby someone who's vaping. And we found uh, changes in their heart rate. Mm-hmm. Um, we found inflammatory markers in the blood uh, increase, by, uh, you know, serum, plasma markers. And that concerned us a lot because they're, so you have the people who are actually doing the vaping, they have a much higher dose, but they also breathe this stuff out. Uh, and as you can see when they do it, there are these big clouds that develop around them. And so uh, we sat, had people sit in a room and we found a perfectly healthy non-smoking, non-vaping people had at least transient temporary uh, adverse effects from sitting near somebody who's vaping. That both infuriates me and doesn't shock me at all because uh, the last radio station I worked at, this is before the law came in that you couldn't smoke. You know, where you can't smoke, you can't vape in the workplace. But for a while, Mm -hmm. you could vape in the workplace. And man, I had a guy that would sit next to me and there was nothing you could say to him, but he would just vape, 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 vape. And I thought, Mm -hmm. how rude is that, that you're assuming that I'm not going to be affected by this? There's a glitch in the law, and many jurisdictions are still allowed to do that in libraries and other places. So I think that that's something that can be done right away mm-hmm. to really start to reduce, certainly, uh, secondhand exposure to people who do not want to be vaping that are sitting there, and whether they know it or not, they're vaping <laughs> because they're sitting close to somebody who does it. Well, Professor Christiani, it has been a pleasure having you on the show and alerting us to the findings. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Have yourself Thank a great you afternoon. Much. Thank you all. Cheers. Bye-bye. God, you know, every once in a while you'll be so down on, uh, you know, you hear people bash Americans all the time. That guy, you know, doesn't he say, th- there's something about Americans, though, is they're so friendly and oh, giving. Yeah, always. Like, he was a great example of that, you know, when you cross the border and you meet those people that are just, you think, oh, wow, you're just a great ambassador for your country. Be bad about your president, but hey, you're, you're pretty good. A professor of medicine at Harvard School of Public Health and uh, some interesting findings that asthma causing bugs found in e-cigarettes have, uh, you know, the potential to be as um, detrimental for us as the, uh, the type of toxins that are found in waste incineration plants. Who's going to have a conversation with your vaping teen?